1: back to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined this episode by Pierce as we continue our discussion from last episode. If you missed it, be sure to check it out. We talked about a lot of cool stuff, and we'll pick up right where we left off.
0: So let's let's switch to to one thing here, and I think We talked mostly about it, so I think we can sum up our feelings on it. But the close of Doctor Who this season.
1: Oh, I didn't think the final episode, which is the one we hadn't talked about, was as strong. So we talked about
0: the first half. We talked about
1: the first half. I didn't think the second half was as strong as the first. I thought it was fine. I had some problems with it. I really liked some things in it. I feel like it had too much abruptness
0: to it. Uh, And obviously full spoilers here. Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Scarf Girl,
1: that was uncalled for. Eh, I get what they were doing. I wish they hadn't. But And whatever. closing the door on that, you mean? Well, and just being like, "Oh, here's something," but no, we're going to take it away from you immediately.
0: Yeah, like it was build um, up
1: immediately, tear down, which was kind of. Annoying. Or what happened with Missy?
0: That was. What do you mean? She just got exploded. Oh no, she didn't. No, she
1: didn't at all. Spoilers for Doctor Who here. She didn't get spo- exploded at all. She absolutely, absolutely. No, 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 no. absolutely. A laser was pointed at her. A laser was, was fired, fired at, her. at her. Her body disappeared in a blue glow. The same blue glow it had disappeared in three or four times earlier when she teleported in the same exact episode. It was the exact same visual effect. She didn't have the teleporter thingy anymore. She was telepor- she, she was teleported without that earlier in the episode as well, I believe. She was teleported from like a from a third party or whatever, from a third party. I thought she teleported with the thing. She did that once, but I think she also did it without that two or three times. Okay. So, they've already said she'll be back next season. Okay, so she will She's be... She's not really dead. Okay. But I lo- I've, I've really enjoyed, like, that dynamic of, of her and the Doctor. I think that can go very well. I it's something new.
0: Um, it is. It's something different. Was that uh, Edward Nigma, the Doctor that she killed? The actor who plays him on Gotham? Yeah. It kind of looked like I him. I don't think so, no. Okay, it kind of looked like him, had a very similar the look. The Doctor and, she killed. Yeah, the one... She killed Scarf Girl. Yeah, in the very... it might It was actually in the first episode of the two.
1: Uh, the one... Oh, like her, her like assistant? That her... doctor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that wasn't him. Okay. No, not it, at all.
0: It looked like him, same... Similar gangliness, but... Yeah, uh, same active. hairstyle, glasses, look, yeah, so... Okay. Um, That was... Yeah, so there was like a lot of things like that that was sudden. Um, the the whole resolution with Pink was interesting. That was...
1: Yeah, I, I liked what they were going for. I didn't think they achieved it 100%. I did like uh-huh. what they did with uh, Brigadier Leftbridge-Stewart. I thought that was very cool in a way to bring yeah. him back after the actor died. Yeah. And, like, pay some homage was, to Yeah, him that was a very touching fan. homage there. Yeah. yeah absolutely. With um, the salute. Yeah. That Which was, I should have called that that was, like, uh, them laying ground for that. Like, I should have called that it was foreshadowing. Exactly. In the first time, but I didn't. Because
0: they, when did they ever not foreshadow anything, ever? <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was touching. It, some of the, they kind of didn't explain the whole coming back thing, like, Oh, uh, I knew he'd figure out the ability to come back. Well, where did that get set up at all? Or they just kind of Who's made he? that. Who's uh, Pink, where he actually sent the, the kid back.
1: Oh, yeah, that was kind of like, like, oh, and you know, this bracelet will allow one person to come back. I was like, no, I didn't know that. No, no. How was I supposed to know that? That was not alluded to at all, yeah. <laughs> and come back from what? Where? How? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was...
0: That was, yeah. And why just
1: one person? I don't understand this. But whatever, it's the past, you know. But I really did, like, just, like, pretty much the whole rest of the season, anything with the Doctor and Clara coming to terms with who each other are, and particularly in the end, with them that, like, why do you not hugs? Because hugs are a way to lie to somebody to their face without them seeing your face. Mm. Was so brilliant. And so heartbreaking. Um, And now I'm excited for what happens when Nick Frost is Santa Claus. Because, A, Nick Frost, Santa Claus, perfect. But, uh... Because of the name, in addition to his girth, yeah. but <laughs> you know, I see. I don't know how I felt about that. I've like, seen a
0: clip from the episode; it was really good. Okay, and, and I don't. So I'm not downing bringing Santa in. I have no problem with that. Uh, I wish. I don't think this is even the first time. No, I, I highly doubt that it has been. But just tonally, it didn't fit with so, him showing up. With yeah, with that I mean, it was an after
1: credits. Scene with a very
0: know. with them bold boldface lying to each other. With them. You know, it was so much of a like a heart stab that I just don't feel
1: like the oh now doctor that's not going to do like I, with things like that I treat it like a Marvel after credit scene. It's something di- separate, and if it's totally disjointed from the first, then things that came forward, that's fine because it's more of a preview for the next thing than it is the end of this thing. I 100% go with you're yeah. saying it was totally tonally dissonant. Yeah, it, you know, it did not fit in terms of that, but as a, and here's what's next, I was fine. Now,
0: and had they done that as a, uh, just
1: truly after credits thing I think then? it was at least mid credits. Didn't it the credits start? Was, it was like it...
0: two credits, and then, yeah. it was And like then the... it was
1: his and then it came up, and Nick Frost as, as Santa. As, as Santa Claus. Or Saint Nick, yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
0: So, and that, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, and, and again, not to say that I'm not excited for the Christmas special, which is when? This weekend? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll probably have to watch that this, this weekend then. But yeah, it just, it was too much of a, I gotta process the feels. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not ready for Santa yet. I'm still crying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that was, and I think, so I loved Rory. I
1: definitely did. was Rory coming into this? Eh, here okay, me out, hear me out. Obviously, no one liked Mickey ever. That was a waste. of time. I like Mickey towards the end. Once they had the whole crossover Dalek Cyberman episode. Once he and became he had Mickey, Ricky. Ricky. Or, yeah, Ricky. Like I like all that. Like yeah. pretty much there to the end. Once of the he game. grew a pair. That's that's <laughs> one thing. <laughs> Once um, alternate him grew a pair. Whatever it was, I don't yeah, remember. No, what I happened.
0: think the alternate one died, so he became the the alternate. He pretended to be the alternate, so he became one. Ricky. Yeah, yeah, something like that. that and then right. for whatever reason, he was with Martha because they just had to put the two black
1: uh-huh. people in the show together. But yeah, they were both awesome like, at that point. I think it was more let's put both the awesome people together at this well that's that's point. Yeah.
0: true, so although I'm so amazed at the number of people that love Rose and hate Martha Jones. I'm like, yeah, how about we swap that um, so when you get to when you get to pink, you finally have a strong male character like from the beginning that I really respect and I thought would have been a really good counterplay to a strong doctor, oh yeah. And, and was a good counter. And was a good was. counter. Yeah. yeah, I wish he had. He had
1: gone on one adventure. One. Well, with the Santa thing, maybe he'll be back. I doubt it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know, if, if you get one Christmas wish, and her Christmas wish is to bring Danny back or something. Uh, you know. Yeah,
0: potentially. Uh, I just I really liked him.
1: As a Which would be exactly the kind of goofy nonsense Doctor Who would do. But it at least with be. this Doctor, he would call it out.
0: No, he would. And that's actually one of the things that I think I appreciate about him.
1: That's I think so, we said that in the last time. Like, yeah. that's I, like. I like this as a Doctor who exists in the world of Doctor Who, but feels like me about all the goofy nonsense going on <laughs> in Doctor Who, and was like, this is ridiculous, I don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Although I, I did notice something, so my sister came back from college. And because, you know, once you are done finals, what do you do? You binge on all the shows that you never got to watch. Um, so she watched the, the final. And one thing I didn't notice that carried over... But remember we talked about before about the camera angles on the children episode? The one with the trees? Where it yes, has di- yeah, different weird. camera angles. I noticed something that continues on where but it's all about who the doctor is talking to. And so I only noticed like once or twice, but when the doctor is being condescending or talking down, it has that same camera angle as when he was talking to the kids. That's cool. That very up close or looking up towards him kind of angle. And so I wonder if that's like a stylistic thing that they're going for, where a... Oh, the Doctor's talking down to you now, so you should feel little. So... I could buy that. Yeah. That's it. So what's, what's your next...
1: All right, so my next thing was a movie I'd been wanting to see for over a year now, but finally got added to Netflix, so okay. I watched The Wolf of Wall Street.
0: Uh, oh, that's on, that's on Netflix. Yeah, it just got added okay. like
1: a week or two ago. Um, Martin Scorsese film, a big Scorsese fan. I also yep. took a Scorsese film class Scorsese. college. Scorsese. Same... Professor, um, she's actually the one who turned me on to Scorsese because we were in the Irish film class when *The Departed* came out. Oh, okay. And because that was a film all about the Irish mob. Yeah. You know, she was like, "Oh, go see this," and yep. then she was like, "And you know, next summer I'm teaching this class. If you want to go take that," I was like, "Absolutely, great, professor." But so I'd been wanting to see this one. And what did you? What do you know about this movie, if anything? Uh, true-ish story, inspired by a true story.
0: You yeah, know. which can mean literally nothing. <laughs> um. Guy kind of cheats his way, manipulates his way to the top, spends a lot of money, uh, women, drugs, that kind of thing, and blows it all and gets in trouble with
1: the government. I mean, that's in the ballpark of being crushed okay. short, as just right. in general. So the thing the thing I'd heard about this movie beyond that was just people complaining that the movie made his life look awesome and yeah. didn't give you any, like, negative reason.
0: Percu- negative repercussions yeah. of it. But.
1: So I went into this movie, ALO Scorsese. Big fan of his work. Um, generally, there's a couple stinkers I can point to. The Age of Innocence, anybody? But or even I didn't love Shutter Island either. That was just right, yeah, I mean, you could twist, see the twist the coming twist from the trailer. It. Yeah, um, and there were some interesting things in it, but otherwise, it just felt like, are you going to reveal this twist anytime soon? Because I already <laughs> figured it out a year ago when I saw the trailer. Whatever. The the whole, the, the Holocaust concentration camp seems amazing. I want to see him do a World War II movie mm-hmm. because that was really touching what he did there. But. Regardless, so I'm really excited to see this, and first off, I should say, the movie's incredible. Okay. It is. I mean, granted, if you can't stand language, or nudity, or Scorsese films, or Leonardo DiCaprio, or any of the other things, you know, it might not be a movie for you. I can, yeah. I can recognize that. And I don't, I'm not saying you, Pierce. Pierce knows this, but to the listeners, I'm just saying the royal you. The royal you, <laughs> To bring, to, you, to bring yes. back that phrase, yes. But, I, I'm watching this movie, and thinking back on the, those complaints about it, and I don't know what movie those people saw. Hmm. Because this is a three-hour movie where the first movie is him getting to... Um, vague spoilers here. Yeah. Most of this you can figure out from the trailer, we're just knowing the story of Jordan Belford, who's the guy in the in the story. First hour is him getting to the top, crazy debauchery. I mean, the crazy debauch- debauchery leads most, lasts mostly throughout. But it's one hour of three hours of him working his way to the top, breaking rules, breaking the law, doing crazy things. And then it's two hours of his life imploding. Really? In, I mean, funny, interesting ways. But still. But, yeah, I don't know how anyone could walk out of this movie and go, oh, it just made his life look awesome, and the consequences were null and void. It's two two hours of him being hunted by the FBI and the SEC. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to spoil other things that happened to him, but just his, everything about his life has imploded by the end of that movie. I don't know what movie these people saw, because this movie was incredible, and, did not do the thing they accused them of doing. As far as I'm yeah, concerned. Okay. What's right. your next thing? Um. So,
0: my next thing, actually, is game talked about before. Vigi game. V- Vigi game. But, uh, and I can talk about that, too. So, I actually have two games uh, in the docket. So, the next one... Two games at the
1: same time.
0: Uh, talked about before, but kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, taken a little bit more seriously... Uh, is Pokemon okay? Um, there's actually a gentleman at my work that at one point he was top five in the does country. Does he have a monocle? No, he does then not. I don't know if he's a gentleman. Pierce. Oh, he's a gentleman.
1: Um, does he own property? Probably not. No. <laughs> well, then okay. by, I think by definition, not a gentleman. Okay, fine, sure, whatever. Um, maybe he really likes pictures of horses.
0: <laughs> you know, that's that's a refined <laughs> thing. Uh, so he at one point was top five in the country. And in Pokemon. In people? Pokemon, yes. Okay. Uh, so the n- the new one came out as in the remakes of the third generation because they've been doing that. And the remakes, but from what I understand, they're less remakey than previous remakes, and that's like a different world. Yes. Yeah, so for anyone that cares, spoiler, or, which would not be me but... or Kevin, I don't know if <laughs> we've gotten to this twist yet. So recently they come, out, they came out with games for the 3ds, and they were 3d games, right? So they were full. You move around, go diagonal that you never were able to do before, right? Now, in the past, the remakes were pretty much the same thing in that third generation saw a remake of the first generation. And with
1: better graphics, maybe some new Pokemon, a couple new dungeons or something. That's really but... it,
0: yeah. Um, fourth saw the, the uh, remake of the second, and then now we're on the sixth, they saw the remake of the third in the same level of graphics, so it's the same 3D world to it. Now, the difference being... The fifth generation just kinda of closed the door on the old games. So they were the still you only can move in four directions. They closed the door on that world entirely. So now we have a whole new world. And people are like, How can they just invent fairy Pokemon in the middle of everything? Well they explain now in this one, it's a completely different world. So that's why they, they're fairy Pokemon. Like different now. dimension type different. Different world. dimension different level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's why there's fairies because it's a different universe. That's why there's these things called mega evolutions because it's a different universe. So it kind of answers a lot of the questions that people are like, oh, how can I just add it? Well, it's different universe, so they it, whole new you know rules and everything. It's like a whole new game. Exactly, it sort of is. And so uh, my friend, who's really into it, he kind of he's going to show me some of the ropes of like the competitiveness and whatnot and the competitive scene I actually watched it it's interesting and the more like I watch it the more I realize it's just math and numbers with a cute cartoony candy shell to it
1: yeah I think yeah. I made that point when we did our egg shaped whole problem episode yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly so and speaking of eggs like it'll speaking sh- of eggs <laughs> <laughs> yes it will <laughs> show statistics uh, during matches and it will just happen to do that and so it will definitely show during the world you know tournament stuff and so it will be like this person, and it'll just be like random stats from the, the player's career, and it'll be like, this person had 3,000 eggs. And you're like, that's a lot of eggs. Stuff like that. But it's, yeah, literally, these guys will sit there, and they'll have nothing but a 3DS and a notepad. And they will be, like, just taking notes and writing down numbers and all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot more to it, and it's a lot so of... So kind statistics. of card counting digitally? No, sort of, yeah. It's a lot of, like, all right, so he played this person this person. Uh, this person has this much of health, and I was able to do this effect to his stats. So the general understanding of this person's stat line is this. So if I do this to his stats, it's going to reduce that. So that in- uh, impacts. So I'm going to have this on this, but this is times two effective as opposed to times four effective. So it's just a so lot. So meta gaming, really? It is a lot it's a of game meta-gaming.
1: outside of the game.
0: Exactly, and there's a lot of chicken. So it's two on two mostly. So it's all right. So why why do you I keep
1: bringing this back to eggs and chickens. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, all right. Um, So it's two on two. It's a lot of... So it's like, all right, he has an electric and a water flying. Uh, This was like the world championship game that I watched. And all right, I have a fire flying and a normal. So I need to swap out... The one guy swapped out his his water flying for something else so that the fire flying... And then that one with the fire flying swapped out for the electric flying. So it was like a lot of metagaming and chicken within that, too. Okay. So, yeah, it's a lot of how well can you read the other person, how, you know, well can you guess what the numbers are going to be, and that kind of thing. So, uh, especially now, because apparently the previous... Like, you know how there's seasons in games? Um, Sure. You see it more with, like, League of Legends will have seasons where they... Them trying to emulate sports seasons. Well, sort of not, really. Sports seasons are always going to have the same rules, right? So, oh, okay, so they change it up. So seasons will either uh, like the newest season of league, they have like a different uh, like playing field, they revamp that, or like a new season of StarCraft, they will edit a couple things. So they'll do a patch where this gets a little more powerful, that gets a little less powerful, and it's just kind of seasons rankings. And for a lot of those games, like different things will be popular in different seasons because of that. Uh, you'll see different people try different things, will be more successful, and that's how a meta builds it, builds in things because you start to see. Oh, well, people use this to counter this successfully, so I'm going to use this, which counters that successfully, so on and so forth. Kind of the same thing with Pokemon. So originally it was just the ones from X and Y, but now with the remakes, everything's fair game. So you go from a, decks of about, a Pokedex of about 200 or 300 to about 700. So suddenly everything's wide open, you suddenly have to know a lot more stats and, and figures and whatnot like that. So it's going to be a lot more complicated. So, <laughs> yeah. So... That should be interesting. I'm, I'm clearly nowhere near, but he's going to send me you know, some different charts and graphs and things to learn from that. So, yeah. That cool. Be so my next
1: thing, back to non-nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
0: Thanks. Thanks.
1: No, no I, I kid. Yeah. Kind of. Um, of. I watched three stand-up specials recently. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. One. All one. I asked him to thing.
0: mention, but just not really talk about, because I really want to see it. Yeah,
1: I'm going to talk about all these very yep. briefly. Um, the first was Nick Offerman, American Ham. Yep. This is the one you didn't want me to spoil anything, but yep. Nick Offerman, uh, A.K.A. Ron f-ing Swanson from yep. Parks and Recreation. Wait, you can't say that. I can. B- it. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Duh. I should b- the word b- just. Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, or Metal Beard from the Lego movie, or sure, yeah. um, the police commissioner, I think, from the 20... The Jump the, Street movies. The Jump Street movies, yep. Um, he was the something police
0: commissioner. Yeah, guy. the police
1: commissioner. commissioner, yeah. It's a stand-up special, kind of. It's more of like a one-man show that's very funny. Okay. But it's him giving, like, his seven tips for being a better person or something like that. Okay. Very funny, very So maybe a little
0: bit more, like, Carlin-esque,
1: like... To a certain extent, yes, in terms okay. of format. Less, less so in terms of um, Carlin was more delivery. Eloquent. Yeah, it yeah, was very eloquent. Very, I mean, Carlin is one of the most eloquent speakers I've ever seen. Yes, you know he, that dude was just a wordsmith. But very adult.
0: Okay, I mean, that,
1: I think that's true for all three. I mean, they're comedy specials, but um, very adult, but very, very good. Also, to spoil one thing that happens, literally the first thing in there, he comes out shirtless. Okay. He's carrying a shirt, so technically he's not shirtless. He does have a shirt. He's, he's just a wearing it on. Okay. Um, and then he goes, "Well, the show was advertised with minor nudity, so drink it in." <laughs> and then he puts his shirt on. Okay. Um, but it's very good. Very, and it's very in keeping with like, the character he plays. You know. Yeah. You know the the Nick Offerman character as much as like the Ron Swanson character. It's very yeah. very good. Um, which, to my understanding, not it so. He's very much like Ron Swanson, just not politically, from what yeah. I understand.
0: Or even, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Or even just like with Colbert, it's obviously a character, but there's definitely things that shine through that are not.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's much more self aware, which is why he can make those jokes, speaking, I mean, as Colbert. Yeah. Um, the second, uh, I'm going to read a little bit out of order, is Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. Have you watched any of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? A couple episodes, like, and I haven't hated what I've seen. It gets just... really good. Okay. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. But she's, um, secretary, I guess? Like, the administrative assistant? Which one is she? She's redhead. Is
0: she? She's okay. a redhead, redhead, All right, let's go through the list of Very females that of are available for the show. Is she the uptight one? No. Is she the the one that... Heart, I... The hard-edged uh, Hispanic character? No. With Okay, cool. So... Um, I was, I was trying See, to, you, I was going to let you dance around whatever weird thing you're going to I was, say I was trying not to say the A word. I was going to say kind of like hard ass. Oh, I thought you meant anal. No, no. <laughs> yes, that word. <laughs> no, I was going to say like the, the hard ass mean one. Um, or the, the, not the love interest of the, of the crazy weird guy. No, but she's the crazy weird girl. Yeah. So have you, have, are you she's sur- the one who works there, but isn't a police officer. Okay, I think we're talking about the same one. So there's the crazy weird guy, right?
1: Joe Latruglio? Joe Latruglio?
0: The one who's like in love with Andy Samberg's character. like he, Well, like, it romance. End yeah. yeah, yeah. The one that she accidentally sleeps with him. That was like in this season, I think. That was the end of last season and then they kind oh, okay. continue it. But yeah, her. Yeah, she's kind of like
1: weird and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's quirky, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is her stand-up special. And she was
0: wearing like in one episode a naked mole rat shirt because that's how she fell. I think They're so, yeah, 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 okay. yeah.
1: yeah. It's or it sort of was her spirit animal, I yeah, think is what she exactly. said. Yes. So, this was her stand-up special. And it was billed on Netflix as Chelsea Peretti's unconventional take on a stand-up special. And I saw that and went, "Oh." Mm. Sometimes that works, sometimes that Usually doesn't. Usually it
0: doesn't.
1: Because, like, um, what was the one... Oh, what is her name? She's so good, but I didn't like her stand-up special. Where it was, like, her in her parents' living room doing a show just to them and the camera. You told me about that. Yeah, and it was just like, this is weird and uncomfortable, and I think you're really funny. She was in Arrested Development Season 4, um, the actress, and I can't think of her name. Or the the, the Redhead? No, 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 this is the other one. Okay. And that one didn't work. This one, I think, did for the most part. There was a couple things in it that I was like, eh, ah, I get what you're trying to do, but it didn't work. But generally, it was a, it was a fairly standard comedy special, with then occasionally she'd cut to the audience, and there would just be, like, a baby laughing hysterically in the audience, or a dog, or, okay. like... A Heckler, who's another comedian, if you know comedians, who then gets like pulled out by you know, it's like things okay. in there that are clearly not real, or like her standing off stage in a clown costume, like her being her inner voice talking to her, like mm-hmm. things like that, where it's like so,
0: like, more like on a beau level of things, like, beau level, beau Burnham, where like he can actually pull off being artistic and weird. A l-
1: I can get, I see what you're going for, and I'll say yes, but not really. It was pulled okay. off in a different way. But I think for the most part it worked. It was mostly a standard comedy special, and it was pretty okay. funny. Again, like all three of these, four guys. Okay. The third one, Bill Burr, I'm Sorry You Feel That Way.
0: Who's Bill Burr? Like I feel like I know who this Bill is. Bill
1: Burr, I think we might have watched part of his and you liked it. It was a different one. This is like the fourth one he has. It's the newest one. It's a Netflix special, uh, which all three of these were. Um, he was on Breaking Bad as a minor character one of Saul's lackeys, which means I think he'll be back for Better Call Saul, which I'm very excited. Um, But he was like, oh, I like this guy on the show. I'm going to check out one of his comedy specials. And I don't think I've said this on the podcast before. I think I've said it to you before. But So I watched one of, he had three at the time on Netflix, and I was like, okay, so let's see what this guy's all about. And then very quickly I was like, oh, this is your typical white male comedian who's going to say some sexist, racist, homophobic things, and that's the joke. And I was like, great, I hate this crap. This is awful. But. But you stuck it out through four of them. Well, uh, yes. So, thankfully, I didn't turn it off immediately. Okay. Because that's not what he is. And I want to give him super props for this. Not just for not being that. But he uses that. He uses your assumption, your general understanding of what a white male comic generally is. And he flips it on his head. Not exactly like a Louis might do. Because Louie makes it more of it's just, but I'm just crotchety, you know? Yeah, no. And it's, I hate everybody. It's not a racist, sexist, or homophobic thing. It's, I hate everybody, and, you know, nobody gets the punches. That's not what he's doing. What he does is he'll set up a, let's say one of his bits is 10 or 15 minutes long. Like a general, like, run of jokes okay. all about a single topic. This is Bill Burr talking about now. What he'll do is he'll start with the premise, which is, hey, I'm the white male comedian hears something about women, and you're like, ooh, or maybe you laugh, or maybe you're like me, and you're like, no, that's not funny or really true, and then he, over the course of that 10, 15 minutes, starts to chip away at every bit of that premise. He goes full circle, how about that? Until you come around, and by the end of it, and it's funny the whole way through, even the part where I'm like, you know, it's still still technically funny, you know, by the end it's no... I'm the idiot for thinking that, or for saying that. And here's why it's not true, but I'm still going to be funny the whole way through. And by the end, everybody gets a a laugh in. But he also does... He did a really interesting thing, again, to stay away from politics or religion here. He does a whole bit in the um, special about uh, the Duck Dynasty guy and... uh, Who's the Kathy Bates-looking chef lady? The, um... The... The... She got in big trouble last year or this year last year for she apparently had like a slavery themed wedding that she what um, crap what is you it know mean? I don't know
0: celebrity stuff like unless she's got like
1: things. a cooking show but then she did some things where like I think one of uh, a black employee she had had alleged some things against her in a court case oh, and then it came out oh, like
0: yeah,
1: um, you know what I'm talking about and everything yes yes, yes okay it. I don't know what you meant by slavery
0: themed wedding but yeah I know what you meant by that yeah one. yeah. Okay.
1: it was just like and that's not exactly what it was I think that's the way he put it I, I but, keep wanting to say Betty Crocker and it's not <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but, some of the Sue's say it's, uh, it's it's not, not. important okay. the point is he has this bit about those two the Duck Dynasty guy her, and somebody else who had said something in the media, media in the previous year that had been like Obviously, as a modern society, we won't tolerate this kind of nonsense, yeah. you know, so we're going to speak up about it. And so we had this whole bit, which I thought was good, where it wasn't just the, let's flip it on his head, but it's more of the, let's take a middle ground here and go, why is anyone surprised that the old, old white dude who was raised pre-integration in the South said something racist and homophobic? Why are we surprised by this? It's not yeah. good, but why are we in an uproar about this old guy? Like who? And I think the whole bit was this guy, this guy who grew up in Sunday school, and every week, you know, be and what's the answer to this question? Well, this is the biblical answer to this question. Good job, Johnny, or whatever his name is. And that's his whole life. And now he's ninety, doing an interview with Esquire, whoever it was, and they ask him a question, and he gives the answer. He's been told to right the whole his whole life, and then all of a sudden, the entire country is like, "Oh, you're a monster," and he's like. Like, look, I'll agree with you. What he said was horrible, but why is anybody surprised? <laughs> you know, and, and I don't want to, do, but that's the kind of thing where it's just, let's look at this from an objective point of view here, mm-hmm. folks, but still be funny. And I, I really appreciate that. Even if I don't agree with everything he says, and I'm not saying I do, yeah. the fact that it's somebody going, hey, let's take a premise and examine it, Let's look at it, let's critically think about this, but still be funny, I appreciate and give props to somebody who's willing to do that. And Colin, Colin did the same thing, and Louis C.K. does the same thing, but anybody who encourages you to think and laugh, and not just laugh, yeah. makes me very happy. Okay. So, and, and Nick Offerman does that to an extent as well. His is more funny stories and things yeah, like that, that's but... It. He's he's more the Flip Wilson storytelling style. Yeah, with like, okay. This American Life, or, yeah. or not This American Life, uh, a Home companion okay. type thing, you know. So what's your next thing?
0: So my next thing, uh, not a very long one. It's trains. <laughs> okay. Hit me with a train, <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. So I, and actually, I'll say uh, I'll say this in a couple of facets. Um, so I'll just say board games in general. But start off with specifically trains. Okay. So you did a couple on that one. There, I'll do. Yeah,
1: I was just yeah. very confused with like trains and board games. Are we playing train board games on a train? Yeah, Is actually, it a train themed board. We game. did. Uh, yes, all of those things. Okay. Uh, Ticket to ride. Okay. So, is a, v- a board game yes have you heard of it I think I saw the um, what's the what's the Will Wheaton show Tabletop I've seen him yes. play that I think so Ticket is one of the most well known board games probably one of the most popular in the board game community in the board game yeah. community it's kind not of, among middle uh, midwestern I haven't said middle eastern midwestern housewives and <laughs> yeah, uh, children no, no.
0: true it's, I would say
1: it's the or second, probably middle eastern housewives it, and the that's children that's very either. true very <laughs> probably
0: not popular there either uh, it's I would say it's like the level 2 board game so like Level one would be settlers. Everyone's heard of settlers, of like Catan. you know, in the board game community. No, even beyond that. Like, I, I don't think it has
1: as far of a reach as you think it does. All right, so like it's wider if, than maybe if you think level thrive,
0: zero right. is like the game of life and monopoly, like <laughs> yes. So level one is going to be you know settlers. You know, okay. if you're a young sure. adult, if we're going to hear it like that, yeah. Sure. So young adult, you know, you've probably played settlers. You've heard of settlers, that kind of thing. Level two, I would say, is going to be ticket, but I think rightfully so. Like I'm really big into board games. Like I have a whole, you know, little bookshelf for all of them. Like I love board games. I still really love Ticket to Ride. Mm. Uh, I really love Ticket to Ride. I think it's a good group game and it's simple because you only do one action at a time. Okay. Um, Which I'll have to teach it to you sometime. But I also I finally was able to get uh, my girlfriend and my parents to sit down and play it. So my girlfriend likes some games like. We'll play chess on the phone if we're at the bar. She really likes backgammon, um, but i we finally got them to agree to learn Ticket to Ride, and she actually then downloaded it for the phone because it's on iOS. It's like six or seven dollars. So like, if you guys have iPads or I don't think it's on Android. So I would if you guys have iPads or even iPhones, definitely check it out for seven bucks. I think you get a lot of entertainment and has a whole pass and play feature. So that's so you don't need point.
1: two people with devices. Exactly. You can have so you one can just device. Pass and, around. Sure.
0: and the idea is in Anne Rand's Wet Dream. You, you know build trains across country. You had to get certain tickets between places. Build your industry. Cut people off. That kind of thing. Uh, so she actually got it for her phone. And we just started playing, we played on the train up to New York, so we played Trains on Trains. Um, Because the common name for it is just, people just call it Trains. Okay. And then, you know, if you play board, if you're a fan of board games, you know what they're talking about. So we played Trains on Trains, which was great. And the other thing is, I've been helping out, um, my friend owns a hobby store, and uh, I've been helping him out, just, you know. He needs some extra hands on, on deck. So, when I've had some free time, I've been helping him out with that. And I've gotten to play some more games. Um, so, got to play a little bit back into Magic, which I don't know how how I quite feel about that yet. <laughs> you should feel bad. I I, I kind of do and I kind of don't. I realize, like, I don't necessarily hate Magic. I hate somewhat of the competitive edge of it. So, like... Okay. So, the thing about, like... No, I get what you're saying. No, yeah. So, the thing about with, like, Pokemon... Street Fighter, those are games that I love. Right? You don't pay over and above, so you buy Street Fighter. Everyone has the same selection of characters. You buy Pokemon. Everyone, you know, I everyone can get the same number of Pokemon. Right. Right.
1: They have the same capacity.
0: Exactly. You know, so it's going to come down to skill, and that's what I appreciate more. Magic's skill or time. Yeah, magic's magic's more like, oh, I'm going to drop three hundred dollars on this. Oh, well, I win because I spent more money on my land than you did. Like. That's why I went. Still so,
1: skill involved, but there's also a big monetary.
0: You know. Exactly. There's the there's the very large monetary component. And that's why a lot of pro players, their, their decks will be compiled. So, like, you'll be on a team, and, you know, you'll either be funded or um, you'll pull pieces from other players, and you'll lend out the pieces you have, and then you construct the decks from there. So that's why I'm a little torn on Magic still right now, because there's definitely some people that, you know, oh, this deck could probably buy a house if I sold it. You know, <laughs> like that level of power. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I borrowed this from my friends, so let's see where this goes, you know. Um, that's that's my frustration with that. War Machine can be a little bit like that if you don't know what you're doing, but it doesn't switch as, dra- as drastically. So, like, you know, new stuff comes out for War Machine. You're not going to need to spend $200 on a new deck. You might need to spend $50 on a new unit but that's only going to be once a year kind of thing as opposed to every 3 months if that makes sense. So, playing more board games, I want to get more actual literal board games in, try to, you know, maybe convince the girlfriend to go a little, you know, deeper down the rabbit hole of the board game world. So, yeah, and go from there.
1: So, on the subject of trains, you reminded me of another thing I watched recently. Okay. Snowpiercer. Yes. Have you seen that? I actually have seen Okay, that. let's... You know my love of
0: B-movies, and I expected that to be one, and it was actually not, so... yes,
1: yeah, it's, um, it's a movie that I didn't really care about. Okay. Going in? Going or, in. Yeah, okay. It's, which is why, I think it had been on Netflix for a while, I had it in my queue before I even watched True. it, because okay. I was like, eh, I like Chris Evans, enough. I saw Chris Evans
0: train Dystopian Future. <laughs> I was like, is this meant for me? I don't
1: understand. I was just like, "Yeah." Has I don't my name know. in it? Like, it does have your name in it. Yes, I do think that. Wes, I was writing it down my list of things. I was like, "Oh, Pierce." Huh. Yeah. Um, I really like Snowpiercer. Yes. It came up close in a few of the train cars. This movie is about class warfare. There's a post-apocalypse. Everything's frozen over. This one train will run forever, yep. and it's just going around the world. Once everyone alive, alive
0: lives on this train,
1: as far as we know, yes. And it's the people in the back. Uh, the proletariat rising up to overthrow the bourgeoisie at the front of the train, basically. Yes. Poor okay.
0: people in the back, rich people in the front.
1: Based on a Belgian or Dutch or French comic, I think, um, okay. directed by a Korean director? I believe it's Korean. Yes. Be-
0: yes, because he's the one that did that horrible, horrible horror movie, The Host. Okay. <laughs> um, Which is a Korean monster movie. So, if, if, I think I've mentioned this before, I'm a big fan of monster movies in general, uh, which is actually one I might want to bring up. I don't know if I mentioned Grabbers before. No. Um, really, really weird uh, movie, and we'll all transition after this, after talking talk about Snowpiercer. But, uh, so... I love monster movies, and I watched The Host, and it was miserable. And it's the same director, because the old um, Asian man, Asian gentleman in it, mm-hmm. is apparently in all of this guy's books. Right. So.
1: so it's the the proletariat rising yeah. up to overthrow the bourgeoisie, get to the front of the train. Yeah. You know. with,
0: with Hunger Games feel, like, vibes to it? I a got. little bit. I mean,
1: in the, the overall world, not the actual yes. games. Yeah, themselves, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but, you know, the movie is I'm going from train car to train car, and each train car is a little bit different, and has a different function and a different can I, look. Can I say
0: a joke I heard on Reddit and I just realized what it is? Okay. Okay, what do you
1: call, what do they
0: call the Hunger Games in France?
1: Royale with cheese? A battle royale with oh, cheese. Okay.
0: okay. Okay, I thought that was funny.
1: Except, Battle Royale is way more cheesy than the Hunger Games. No, I know. Uh, except maybe some of the, well, the, it's just, the capital it's, stuff. It's just,
0: it's just the whole, it's the, yeah.
1: Regardless. Um, it's the, I'm not making fun of Battle Royale. I've seen it. It's a good movie. Whatever. Listeners, give me a break. <laughs> So they're going for train to car to train car. Um oh and like saying like somewhere in Europe comic, Korean director, mostly white cast. But there are yeah there's a healthy sprinkling of, of the rest of the world yes. in there. <laughs> like the black sushi guy. True, yeah. Um but some of the train cars do get a little bit Terry Gilliam y for me. Okay. In, what do you mean by that? And just the this is the weird car that looks weird and sounds weird. Like and which car? Like the club car or the that, tr- or the yeah. school children car or. Well, no, I thought that. Hold oh, no, on, I'm not. Okay. I'm not knocking any okay, yet. Okay, okay. right. I'm just saying it came close came to close that level, to. which is not really something that works for me, but held back enough that I liked it. Okay. There's still a couple. Where I was like, this is. Really weird, but I think in the in the in the world of this movie, it works. It's not so much a straight. This is not a science fiction movie, in that this could yeah. happen. It's in a. It's a. It's a fairy tale. Yeah. You know, it's a very violent fairy tale. But very. The, the school children car was crazy and really good. I like. I that.
0: didn't realize that was what's her name from Scott Pilgrim, the teacher. Oh, was it? It was the redhead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. But I really like this movie. It gets yeah. dark. It, it gets, gets super so dark. dark. The, Especially when in the tunnel,
0: because that was very dark.
1: <laughs> the monologue Chris Evans gives towards the end of the movie about his history
0: yeah. was
1: yeah. so dark and horrifying that I was like, this just made the movie for me. Yeah. Like, I liked this movie. That just brought this movie to great. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, it's on Netflix right now. I recommend it to anybody who wants to check it out.
0: Absolutely. Very in was...
1: moments. But yeah,
0: with, with a very interesting cast, too. Like, the gentleman that didn't speak with all the, the tattoos of the different words and phrases. thought that was very interesting. Uh,
1: the whole school... John you know, Hurt's in it, you
0: know. Yeah, his... Um, that, yeah, especially in his tie-in with... And
1: uh, who's the main... Who's Chris Evans' friend? Uh, the His sort of son... Not really some, but well, yeah, a young guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who, it's funny, because you know who who he's playing soon in an upcoming movie? Who? He's playing The Thing in the Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, and, of course, Chris Evans played, played Johnny, Storm Johnny Storm in the old, terrible Fantastic yeah. Four movies. Um, but, yeah, so they're just so kind of okay. Uh Jamie Bell? Is that his name? Something like that. Okay. But.
0: Yeah, no, definitely recommend Snowpiercer. I don't want to
1: say too much about it, because there are things you just need to experience and
0: see... So aside, so I mean, Chris Evans really didn't have a choice in kind of how it ended. He he was kind of presented that choice. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant the actor himself. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, so the character, character yeah. was presented with that with that choice at the end. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really get to resolve. I guess he didn't get. I guess he got to choose. I guess. Yeah. Um, what, he chose we, option C. <laughs> yeah, he did, uh,
1: which was opt out. Um, so, what would you have picked? And this is probably going to get a little. Spoiler. What was the choice? Go back to the back as the new John Hurt, or stay at the front as the new train guy? What's and no, because he was just offered the the conductor position. So be part of the
0: system, play into that, or just end it.
1: So this will be this is spoilery, but um, I I think this isn't one of those situations where I really have an opinion because it's not a real world. Like I'm That's saying, very true. it's very much fairy tale. Yeah, so, well, we've
0: had that conversation before. Yeah. We so Chronicle... Like we Chronicle had that whole long...
1: Chronicle is set in a real world where if you happen to get superpowers, this is not in no way, shape, or form a workable real world. Okay. You know, there's nothing about this that... You know, like, that train does not make any sense in terms of how it's laid out. Like, you have to go through the spa to get to the club to then go get your haircut, which is then going through the school. So if you're going to the spa... You're going through the school? Yeah. You know, like, all these things where it's just like, no, none of this, this doesn't... But as a fairy tale, it works. As a real world thing. So me having any opinion on what decision... I don't know. It's a fairy tale. you know? Okay. I'd probably make the right decision. I don't know. You know, like... <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. It was an interesting, fun movie. Not fun movie, necessarily. But it was a good movie that I really liked. Okay. Right, you know, so, you want to talk about Grabbers.
0: Grabbers. So, I feel like I may have talked about it before, but I'll just give it brief. It sounds familiar, the title. So, the about the Irish town... With the aliens, and they have to get drunk? Maybe. Okay, here's the premise. Aliens invade a small Irish town. And guess what kills them? Alcohol. So, guess what all the Irish people do? They Drink. have to get drunk in order to stop the alien invasion. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. They all, all the aliens look like giant sea anemones. And, yeah, just go from there. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't the best, but if you like lame monster movies, then that would definitely be something.
1: Okay. So... Another short one. I saw the movie Camp Dakota on Netflix. Camp Dakota.
0: I think I may have seen it. This
1: pop up, is. I knew about it because it's written by Camp Mamrie Dakota, Hart. Camp Dakota, right? Yeah. yeah. Written by Mamrie Hart, starring Mamrie Hart, Grace Helbig, and Hannah Hart. Okay. Three big YouTubers. Okay. Um, Mamrie Hart's from You Deserve a Drink. Uh, Grace Helbig is from. Well, she wasn't on another network, but now she's like just going solo. And then Hannah Hart is My Drunk Kitchen. Okay. And it's the three of them at a camp. It's kind of your stereotypical we-have-to-save-the-camp movie. Yeah. But that works really well, and it was okay. charming, and I liked it. You yeah. know? And there's actually a moment towards the end, even though it's the, you know, we-have-to-save-the-camp, and you know they're either going to save the camp, or at the end they won't save the camp, but they realize they don't need the, the camp. Because have, have, but love there's love. a heartfelt speech given by one of the main characters towards the end that actually, you know, made me tear up a little bit. That I was hmm. like, oh, that's actually very, very good. Okay. And, you know... You'll you'll worry a little bit, I think, that a movie fronted by YouTubers that, you know, they're YouTubers, and not actors, and that's not to say that they can't be both.
0: They're internet famous. But you
1: don't necessarily go, oh, this person is good on YouTube, so therefore they're going to be a good actor, but they were all very solid. So, it's not a great movie, but it's a very solid movie. Maybe a good, like, date movie type deal. Definitely a girl power type movie. Girl Um, power kind of thing. Because all three leads are female. So, yeah, I can't
0: really think of anything else. Unless something hits me while while you're, <laughs> well, while I got I'm a couple fo-
1: few more short wins, and then yeah. the last couple are going to be discussions because okay. you're going to have opinions on them, even if you don't oh, know. Great, what you're talking
0: all right, about. wonderful.
1: No, no, good, good. Okay, this will be good. I think, I hope. So, Netflix uh, just very recently added the third season of American Horror Story, which was the okay. Coven se- season, the um, Backwater Louisiana Hogwarts season. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it quite a bit. You know, American Horror Story. It's not a great show. It's the same guy who did Glee and Nip Tuck, I think. We're that six feet under. That
0: wouldn't surprise me if it was Nip/Tuck.
1: Um, I think I think it was six feet under, but I might be wrong. It doesn't really matter. I haven't seen either one of them. I've seen like the first episode of Nip/Tuck, Nip, and it was okay. I didn't really get into it, but maybe I'll watch more. I don't know. It's on my queue still. Glee, I watched like the first two or three seasons, and it's it's very campy. It's yeah. got good things. It's got really bad I, things. I can't. And,
0: and I think you and I disagree with this slightly. Like. I can't stand teen drama stuff. Like you were able to read Young Avengers, I didn't care.
1: Well, I loved Young Avengers. Young Avengers so good. The like, volume three, I think it was. I'm was like, they're, they're
0: they're talking about relationships. I in the first issue, I give up. I'm done.
1: <laughs> but uh, American Horror Story is. Do you know anything about it except that it's? I mean, obviously, you know, this was a the, my understanding is
0: its intention was is for television what the original Halloween idea was supposed to be.
1: Sure, and, and for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's that. The original Halloween idea was each movie was going to be completely different. Yes. Different worlds, different premises, just, it's like an anthology. Yes. That's what American Horror Story is. It's every season is a self-contained story set in its own world. There may be, I mean, super fans might know of like, oh, there's actually connections here. Yeah, probably. And there probably yeah. are, but it's nothing that you need to know at all. Yeah. I mean, I've watched the first three seasons and I couldn't tell you any, you know, but it's a lot of the same actors return, um, most, I'd say, of the Actors return between seasons, yeah. but they're playing completely different characters, completely different character types. The first season is a haunted house story, second season is about an insane asylum, third season is about uh, witches in Louisiana, and the fourth season is about uh, like a crazy Carnies. carnival type thing.
0: Which, I've I've watched the first episode of this new season. I haven't seen any of the
1: new seasons. Okay.
0: watch and So, I'll say real quick, just from seeing one episode of the new season, eh, like, I might be interested more in the older ones. But this one seemed less horror, more just talking about
1: sex a lot. <laughs> okay. So, There's a lot of that in all the seasons, but... Okay, all right. Um, but they're very different, and it is kind of nice You could be like, oh, I don't really care about this premise, I can drop out. Yeah. But And they throw a lot of stuff in there where it's like, season three is not just about witches. Season two is not just about an, uh, an insane asylum. Season one is not just about a haunted house. That's your base premise, and they'll throw in lots of stuff. There's aliens in season two, you know, and like... Okay. Close Encounters type horror as well, and there's a lot of camp. There's some horror, and there's some just kind of creepy things. But I, it's not a show I'd say I love. It's more of just a, oh, this is a fun thing to watch. Okay. I'm not going to put too much thought into it, but it's fun.
0: Now, as far as horror goes, would you say it it tends more towards the hack and slash?
1: Idea Depends of on horror? the season, okay. And that's one of the one of the benefits of it. Like this season is about this, which means we can do whatever we want in okay. that world, you know. So, like, as far
0: as seasons go, would you say? One is more like classic, like horror, like actually scary things. Two is more like I would say the difference between like hack and slash and creepy.
1: Like first season is like classic haunted house story for the most part. But there are other things in there. Season two is more like the psychological horror. Okay. Season three is actually not particularly scary, but it's. Witchcraft and voodoo. And,
0: and that's kind of how I feel about season four, where it, at least the first episode did not seem...
1: I, I haven't yeah, seen any of season four, exactly. so I don't know. But, so that, that was a little one. So I think to wrap things up, we have a couple trailers I want to talk about. Okay. Um, the first one we just watched, because people have not seen it, but I've seen it twice now, uh, which is Selma. Yep. Selma is a Martin Luther King Jr. biopic, which generally... I was going to try to throw a Selma High joke <laughs> in there. but that, yeah. I don't generally care too much for biopics. There are some very yep. good ones, but generally speaking, it's just not my thing. That said, based on the trailer alone, which, go out and check it out if you haven't seen it. I think there's only the one. I think we just looked it up and there's only one version. That looks incredible. Yeah. That, I mean, at least it's a trailer. Maybe the movie's a stinker or just fine. But that is a powerful two and a half minutes.
0: And I think that's what it comes down to. I think they made a powerful trailer. I don't know, I mean, I don't know if that song that they use is going to be in there. I don't know how well that would fit. I don't know. But they definitely created a powerful trailer. I will admit that. And and I and obviously not to go into this, but I wonder if it has an impact also just because of the timing of it all
1: and what. That's possible, so. though I'm fairly outside the news sphere. So I mean, I'm okay. aware of the things that are going on in the world, I'm not a yeah, light here. But you, you know, know it, it's still stuck with me, yeah. even as somebody who's not too connected to to the news. What's to, going. To yeah. the news of what's going on? I'm a, certainly aware. Yeah, <laughs> and it's certainly terrible, no matter how you look at no, it. No, absolutely. Um, Nobody wants. But certainly an interesting trailer. So the next trailer is a trailer I'm sure you've already seen, Pierce. And if not, we're gonna have to pull up the iPad again and bring it up. But Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Of oh, the 15 seconds. It's 88. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get some thoughts on the trailer. Okay. This is a nerd podcast.
0: Did did you did you see the George Lucas?
1: Yes, I've seen the George okay. Lucas special edition. Kind yes. Let's start by the trailer was, the tra- in general. The, what did you think trailer. of the trailer?
0: It was well, the m- teaser. The, it, is the a teaser a teaser. Yeah. It was meant to be a punch in the
1: feels, like. In a good way, I'm assuming you mean.
0: Well, I mean, I I didn't hate it, but there was nothing to have any opinions on. Like, all oh, right, now granted, that's not true. That's, <laughs> that's not, not true. Has, the internet is true wrong. <laughs> that is, uh,
1: yeah, that's a clear point. Maybe but, the dumbest thing but you've ever for said. rational people, you know, it's just like, all right, yep, that's a storm. It's, it's just to tell. It's just to show you, hey, this is not the prequels. Yes, you're in good hands. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yes, it is. Hopefully, that's what people get out of it. Yes. Not, but some people have not. Yeah, felt positive about the. And they're
0: like, well, that's not Django, that's not, you know... Uh, although the whole Django Unchained... Uh,
1: Which, dumbest controversy ever? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine anyone who knows Star Wars... And yes, the EU, the expanding universe, is mostly out the window. But even without Which, no, that... Which, now, that bothered me. We talked about that before. But, yeah. but even with that aside, anyone who knows Star Wars, even the movies pretty well should know why... Let me go back here. Anyone who thinks that, even at the time of the original trilogy, let alone 30 years later, that the Stormtroopers are all still Jango clones, hasn't been paying attention. Yeah. Because, honestly, at that point, they'd be how old now? Yeah. I mean, 60s then. They'd be in their, like, 80s or 90s at this point. Yeah. And, you know, even, even, yes, they are genetically modified or whatever, but, like... Luke's whole thing was going you know, like was he going off to specifically join the rebellion or was he going off to join the academy wasn't that the he wanted to join the academy the, that was the imperial academy I'm assuming to become so. a stormtrooper well yeah a pilot <laughs> at the very least yeah well because I mean Han had flunked out of the or left the the, 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 the imperial name, navy yeah. as a pilot you know he was one of the better pilots but he left for a number of reasons um Slunking out was the wrong term, obviously. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's still considered canon or not, because that's previous. But, you know, it's just... A, when I read that there was even a controversy about that, it was so weird. Not to mention, if you get the first shot, you are most likely a character. And from what we understand, probably the lead of the movie.
0: Really? John Boyega,
1: yeah. Okay. That is at least the current rumors. He is the main protagonist. He's the Luke, um, if you will, of this movie.
0: I kind of hoped it'd be the kids. Which,
1: but... do you know, Do you, you've, you've seen Attack the Block, haven't you?
0: Uh, I'm aware of Attack the Block? That's
1: where not? he got his start. Like, okay. he was one of the guys in Attack the Block.
0: Okay.
1: And my, my hope
0: was that it would be the kids being the, the main protagonist, and maybe that will...
1: And then, like I said, it's all rumor we don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. You know. But, uh, so you have him, you have some more shots of Stormtroopers. It's Stormtroopers. Hey, yeah. it's Stormtroopers with real costumes, with practical effects, from what it looks like. Yep. You know, some new updates to the a, costume. We can,
0: now, I think the the deepest cut of nerds freaking out was X-Wings. Because there was a lot of... You mean positive freaking out? No, bad freaking really? out. Really? A lot of... Uh, and this goes more into... this was This is actually one I'll give them
1: credit for. Like, the whole freaking... Them being the nerds or them being the filmmakers? Them being
0: the nerds. Okay. So, and this gets down to EU-level stuff, but even by the point of the original movies, x like, Rogue Squadron used X-Wings, and that's, they're the ones that made the big. Unless this is a division of Rogue Squadron, X-Wings were pretty much phased out. Um, uh, now, the Rebels, the Rebels heavily
1: used them... Due to their availability, since they were older ships? No, you're thinking of Z-95 Headhunters. The mm-hmm. X-Wings that they had were a boon. Um, they were a... Actually, they had stolen them from the Kuat driveyards, if I remember correctly. But the fact that they had them was kind of like a big advantage. Because, like, Y-Wings were terrible old bombers. And A-Wings yes. were fast, but they were old. Z-95 Headhunters well, and were And the old.
0: A-Wings were, the, were based off the old Jedi ships as well.
1: But yeah, they only the had time. some X Wings and those were like what they managed to get their hands on. Like those they were my the under, best yes. ships.
0: They were the best that they had, but in my understanding they were still not by far the best ships in the I general. think
1: you're thinking of the Z ninety fives. Okay. Because the Z ninety fives is were the made up the bulk of the fleet from what I understand. That's yeah. No, that's And fair. they were with the older version. But so you are saying the nerds are complaining that why are they still using X Wings?
0: Yeah, I was about to say they 30... They're not the
1: same X Wings. They they're clearly different.
0: No, but the idea is that, you know, thirty years from, from that point. The the hope was that there would have been different ships. My theory is that that's probably a division of uh, Rose Squadron. Squadron.
1: Quite possibly. But even still, I mean, like, we still have the Corvette all these years later, or the Challenger all these years later. True. It's not the same vehicle. Well, my my, you know? my
0: hope is that there's three shots, and my hope is that there's a kidney shot. So,
1: my hope is, that's obviously Gina. Well, no. We, don't know. we know their names now, and it's not Jaina.
0: No, it's not Jaina? The rumor
1: is that it is their daughter, but it's not Jaina.
0: The, oh, they're doing away with all of we, that? We fin-
1: as far as we know, yeah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Look, that doesn't mean they can't tell good stories, and you still have all those old books. No, I know. I know. But it just... That's, that's shitting on the fans. Like, No, not at all. Yes, it absolutely I'm is. I'm a fan. I'm not shitting on. No, okay, you're, you're not, but the books, like we've talked about before, like,
1: the, the movies are Star Wars to you. The mm-hmm. books are Star Wars to me. The, I love the books. In many cases, more than the movies. They still exist. They were never part of the movie continuity. They were always like G-level continuity or whatever. No, almost. that's not true at all. Like they or were C or whatever. There was like 17 different layers. No, they, so.
0: they were like A-level continuity.
1: No. They, you might have thought they were, but you could have gone to the Star Wars website for years and they had the list and the books were not. There was movies? There was officially licensed. That was number one. Yes. Then there was like the TV shows were number two. Then there was officially licensed, officially licensed like adaptations was number three. And then you had the books, and then you had the books that were out of continuity already because there was already yeah, a absolutely. large. There's of a lot of
0: them in in that like, but they're already at, like tier ranking.
1: four. The things that were quote unquote official in the books were still at like tier four.
0: There there's still some tenets to those things though. It's, like
1: But it never it doesn't matter. Those books are It's still it's there. like those the whole wibbly wobbly
0: thing. Like there's a there's a lot in flux, but there's key pieces that stays the same. There's
1: Mara Jade, there's the twins. In the books. In the books. In the books like, in the books only. The books in the and some of the I think one video game Mara Jade shows up in I think.
0: No, but she's been she's been a part of continuity for of years of books for a very long time and I think it's disrespectful. <laughs> to, to who? She's not a person. No, it's it's a fan no, you're right. You're you're right on that. But to the fan base who has come to these est- who has come to follow these established characters. Then they can read those books. Those books will exist forever. Okay, yeah, sure they'll exist forever. But also moving forward, people are gonna be like, Well who's Mary Jade? Like Well we have no idea that she
1: won't be in No you're
0: right, but we're saying that the, the kids aren't in it. We you don't know. know. These okay. are
1: rumors. Well, no, it says that you just said the names were out. We know the first names of those characters. Well, the the Sith, we know his full name. but Who's like, the Sith? Uh, I can look it up, but it's not a name anybody knows. Okay. It's if he's even a Sith, but I'm saying that guy. Yeah. But we have the first name of those characters. Like, the the Stormtrooper's name is Finn. Okay. We have the full name, I think, of the X-Wing pilot, Oscar Isaacs. We, we know his character's okay. name. And then the girl, I, fr- I think her name was like Ray or something, like R-E-I or something like that. Okay. But the rumor is that she's Hanalei's daughter, but we don't even know if that's true. Okay. And that could be a pseudonym, for all we know. We have no idea. point huh. is, of that shot, what did you think of her flying around on It was a shot the of her riding around on the That thing. looked very cool. Past yeah. old Podracer engines in the background. Yeah, no, that was, that was
0: definitely a nice touch. And then
1: the robot, we know his name is BB-8. BBH. Which is, the, I love that design.
0: The soccer ball, yeah. Yeah,
1: that, that's just a really cool, like, progression of the R2, the astromech. No, true. Know.
0: Someone will punt it, though. Someone will punt it.
1: Probably. At some yeah. point. Time. And apparently, that's like a... I was just reading this the other day. Apparently, that's a legit practical f- prop. I believe it. Like, yeah. not... Because people are like, oh, so CG. I'm like, no, that's actually... No, a that
0: didn't look CG-like at all. Yeah, there was a
1: couple things we were like, oh, so, so CG. And they're like, no, that's actually... That was real. And like, oh, well, then I... I'm still mad for some reason, <laughs> you know. Um, you have that, and the, the Sith were, in quotes, his name is like Kylo Ren or something like that. Okay. K-Y apostrophe L-O-N. I hope that's
0: kind of like the gray side of the Force. I hope that's kind yeah, of Yeah, he's pro it. but what did
1: you think of the lightsaber? Because that's the thing where people really either loved or hated. Did you see Colbert's bit on that? Yes, I, th- yeah. that, I thought that was actually very good. Yeah, that's kind of What was like his the... line like, Oh, I'm sorry, your evil space wizard's laser sword <laughs> isn't practical enough for you, I think was something along the lines of what he said.
0: Yeah, there, there were two things that I really liked. One was Colbert's bit, which he actually did, a, I think, a decent explanation of it, that yeah, it's yeah. not three separate things, it's the one continuous bit split by the crystal. My other is, did you see all the gifts online of the alternative? Yes, with like my, extra blades. Like my favorite is the giant blade that came out. So like the two pop out and then just turns into a giant wedge blade. I'm like, that should be the real one. That would
1: actually be pretty cool. That could happen.
0: If It was a giant wedge blade. I'm, I'm. We don't I know what the
1: next that. second or the next frame of of film would have been. That's true. But I love the lightsaber effect. It's it's crackly and it's almost more like fire. Like this looks like either a yeah. Hastily built lightsaber, exactly. or a lightsaber built by somebody who didn't know what they were amateurly doing, built, or yes. an old old lightsaber that's just barely still functioning. That looked cool.
0: I'm my inclination is probably going to be the amateurly built one, just didn't know what he was doing. But I could I could also see the really old one as well, like finding the old Sith stuff, finding the powers, wanting to use it for good, kind of thing. And that's my hope is that it really. Supports... I I
1: do hope we do have some great Jedi. Yeah,
0: that's really really what I'm because that's I'm what I gravitates
1: in. towards. You know. Yeah, um, the, people, the people who are not idiots who go, oh no, either it's good or it's bad. It's no, it's a battery, and you can do good or bad things with it. But I mean, I
0: and so I've thought a lot about this, in simply because save your space religions, old man, or whatever. Well, the there's is. that. <laughs> um, so, and I've thought about this before. Why, why is Necromancy always bad and everything? Because I, so I watched. I had some some friends and I. We went over to a friend's house and watched the the extended edition of the first two Hobbits, uh, in preparation for. The, the third one coming out this week. So, the, and they talk about the necromancer who, you know, eventually finds out a Sauron. Ooh, big surprise. You know, why are necromancers always evil? Why are there no good necromancers anywhere? And, you know, it's the idea that, kind of like in. What's it called? And this one. The, and I'm not trying to get into. I, I want to talk about ethics, but not necessarily, like, like, particular morality or something. So, in East of West, when Solomon was just like. You know, I made a compromise, and you know what happened? Nothing. And I think it's that kind of thing, where it's, without barriers set up, you take another step, and you take another step, and what's the problem with that, and you don't see the end of it, and I think that's the same way with all
1: power, because I mean... Well, but well, you can also go to the, you know, to the, to the movies as is, you know, the actual a-continuity, and that was the whole reason the, the Jedi fell, was because they stuck so closely to those lines. Why, how, why is that how they fell? They fell because they followed the letter of the law and not the spirit of the law. How? Oh. They had all these rules. We don't train somebody after this age. We don't d- deal with love. We don't do all these things. And that made them blind so much to the fact that their main adversary was their highest advisor, who was most ar- arguably the most powerful dark side user to ever exist. And he could be in the same room with them, and they'd listen to his advice. Because they could, they were so stuck in their old ways, and the ways of the Jedi Order that existed for thousands of years, they wouldn't deviate from those rules, and so they got massacred. See, By and, two people. Well, one, <laughs> one
0: if they had stuck to the rules, that wouldn't have happened. If they had stuck to the rules of no training Anakin, he would not have gotten trained, and that would not have happened.
1: Which means the Emperor would probably still be... Still be in power. So another
0: <laughs> yeah. no, question, also therein lies, were they truly unaware of the Emperor?
1: Oh, yeah. Really, you don't think that they allowed the Emperor to continue to exist? No, the, the the There's even a scene in one of the prequels where I forget who was like pretty, like we're pretty sure there's a Sith in the in the uh, pulling the string somewhere. and They're like, that's nonsense. This has been dead for a thousand years, and See, you know, and I and I kind of just as
0: I subscribed to the fan theory of the Emperor knew about the Vong, I subscribed to the fan theory that
1: that I think the Jedi probably knew. I think even Yoda in the original trilogy is like it was my all. It was my mistakes that led to this. Like mm-hmm. it's all my fault. You know, everybody blindly followed me, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I stuck no, to that, the old no, rules no, that's that were true. there before I was around, and I stuck to those rules because they were the rules. And mm-hmm. yeah, it all fell apart. But so, and then was there anything else? I did. I love the X-wing scene though with them skimming the water. That was a well that's done, a gorgeous scene, yeah. shot. And then you have the Millennium, Fa- the Millennium Falcon come in. It's coming out of nowhere with the music, yep. And that great... Uh, tw- have you seen the image-stabilized version of that shot? No. You should look that up. It's pretty cool because it looks like... I've heard people complain, oh, it's not that nimble of a ship to be doing that thing. If you actually look at the image-stabilized the version of the, sh- of the shot, the Millennium Falcon basically dips down into a valley and then uh, does a half-barrel roll to then turn away. That's all okay. it does. It's the camera that is flipping does around in crazy the, yeah. ways. Yeah. If you I oh, will have to look that up later cuz it's just like no it's a very simple shot. Okay. In atmosphere, there's no space shots anywhere in the entire trailer. Sure. It's all in well except for the title card. But I think there's some stars in the background or maybe it's just the black field. I don't remember. But it's all in atmosphere, a lot of practical, I mean some CGI of course. What did you think of Andy Circus's narration? Could barely hear it. Wait, how the, the first time through,
0: like... Did you have your volume turned down? No, no, we, we actually watched it at work because we heard it came, came out and, like, everyone that was in the back room just, like, swarmed around it. And then one of the girls at work just walked by and we were, like, nerds. Um, <laughs> yeah, you work at an Apple store. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Uh, so we, we, had to, we had to go back and watch it again and, and really listen closely to it. I think he did a fine job, like... There has
1: been an awakening. Yeah. Have you felt it? The dark side in the light... I, just yeah, love, right. I love how he punctuates the ends of those sentences. because People thought it was better than Cumberbatch for a few days until they had to come out and be like, no, 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 no. it's Andy Serkis. No, it's circus
0: Cumberbatch is not... Who, who I didn't realize, he was basically secondary director for
1: Lord of the Rings.
0: Or not for... Yeah, Lord of the, for for The think, Hobbit. For Hobbit, yeah. yeah.
1: Third and I think final trailer to round out this jumbo thing. Okay. Jurassic World. I know you're a huge Jurassic Park fan. I am. So what are your thoughts on the Jurassic World trailer? And how can I tell you you're wrong?
0: No. So I actually... I, <laughs> actually, had, I have
1: no idea what you're Yeah, no. So um,
0: I actually had a conversation with one of my coworkers because I actually saw his tattoo. It's on the back of his, his arm. And I was like, is that a fossil? And I left it up like the sleeve of his shirt and it was the curved uh, raptor skeleton. I was like, ah, see how it curves like a bird. And so we had a whole discussion about that because he loves you know the original so much and so do I. It was the first movie we saw in theaters. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so what do you think of world? he goes, I've been let down before. <laughs> I'm like, that's very true. Uh, he goes, but I, but I have hope. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Hey. So I didn't hate 3. Like, sure, it didn't have good writing. <laughs> but it gave me more dinosaurs attacking each other and eating things. So I'm okay with that. Like, they followed the, the monster movie plot line of either you show it none of the time or you show it all the time. And I think they did a good job of showing, like,
1: a large... And much, they brought large, in some yeah. of the cool set pieces that were left out of the original movie, or from the original yeah, book. You exactly. Know.
0: So they, I think they did, a good, they did a good job in making a bad movie. Okay. Um, the fourth one, it feels like it's the first one. It feels sure. like it's, oh, no, you're doing this thing that you shouldn't be doing. Oh, it's going awry. But now we've tamed all the things from the first movie, so it's just a different set of problems, sort of. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I thought the trailer was good. Um, I thought it had some nice touches, like Jaws being eaten and then saying by
1: Steven Spielberg. Yes, that was a very nice touch. Um, by the, not a plesiosaur, but that's a aquatic The, the aquatic dinosaur. Without not a not a dinosaur. But I forget the name of it.
0: Whatever. It's a dinosaur. It's not a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. Um, the, if the fly raptors... is not a
1: dinosaur, or, or, well, I should say if it's a plesiosaur, or a uh, pterodactyl, or a petrodon, it's not a dinosaur. It's a winged lizard, and the aquatic ones aren't dinosaurs either. Whatever. They're cool, they're just not dinosaurs. Whatever. The, the concept of raptors being tamed was interesting. Pretty cool. So there's a lot shot. And, and let's, let's, uh, Chris uh, Pratt. I'm um, excited to see him in anything. Yeah, some people were really complaining about his delivery of lines in the trailer, and I don't know what they're, I'm torn what they're talking about, it. about. There's, if you go back and watch it, I've watched
0: it like three or four times now. There's just a couple that he kind of has a little bit of a John Wayne to him, but they feel out of context. That and that's that is the, that's the, the thing. The the, the
1: trade off with that.
0: So I will agree with them in saying that it feels unnatural and John Wayne-ish.
1: But it, it's, it's it's I agree with you. But it's going to totally depend. Like I can see ways in all in ways in which all of those sentences make sense in their delivery, it's just, I'm going to have to see them We're getting the snippets, yeah. yeah. So, it could be bad, but let's see the context of it before. Yeah, no.
0: So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, like, we'll see where it goes. It's,
1: and they look like classic raptors, not the uh, The weird feathery, the, yeah. the more accurate feathery ones from Shh, 3, you know. More accurate. Um, well, yeah, more accurate, but also dumber. I mean,
0: how, could, how can, in the world, can we say accurate? Like, we, we have so literal...
1: Believed to be more accurate, okay, according to the fossil record. Uh, Except, way bigger, obviously. Yes. Uh, or the other theory that I've heard is that they're not wrangled; they're running away. No, even before that trailer came out, we knew he was supposedly a Velociraptor trainer. Oh, okay. All and right. all the animals are, uh, well, okay. So let's get into this a little bit. The the premise of the movie is okay. All the first two movies happened. Yeah. And we know why all those things were bad ideas. <laughs> You yes. know. Do you like the second one? I actually don't know. I actually do. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, my memories of it are all pretty much positive. I, and, I recognize and, it has problems. And again, it, it might be a
0: childhood thing. Uh, one, arguably best, best Vince Vaughn movie. I um, agree with you. It's yeah. like the one Vince Vaughn movie where I don't hate him. Yeah no exactly. I always kind of had a his crush. I, say. I always kind of had a crush growing up on what's her face, the redhead, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Who oh,
1: you know she plays President Coin in Hunger Yeah, okay. see I
0: mentioned that earlier, and it's like ah, oh, that's a reason to watch it. It's it's, um, it's perfect casting. Okay, I I really liked the second one. I think it had some decent tense moments, like the whole thing with the T Rex on the cliff side. I thought that
1: was good. the forty-five minute we're falling over cliff sequence, which yeah, is yeah, good. It was but very long. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and some good. Tense moments were, like, with the baby T-Rex, and then the, and the end, I actually like. I don't like a lot was well like up, yeah. it. It was a little campy with the, you know, the dog and the chain, and the, that was a little campy, but I appreciate camp, so I didn't mind that.
1: And I've only seen three literally once, I think, so my, I remember being like, eh, it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's but, the kind of thing. Three was, you And know, I've read
1: both books. Both okay. books are amazing and way better than any of the movies, but I still like the first movie quite a bit. The first movie is you know, yeah. fantastic, and that CG still holds up amazingly well. Except maybe the Gallimimus herd... Yeah, but that's but, the one you know, and that's different with that whole big shot. I think part that of was it, revolutionary for its time. Doesn't hold up so well today, whereas everything else holds up so. But I think here's, well. I think
0: here's the reason why. And true, the very first CGI shot of the movie is a different story, but the rest
1: of it is a lot of close-up
0: so and blending like, of
1: practical and CGI. Effects. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but so the premise, from what we understand for the third, for the fourth one, is all those things happened, but as genetic research progressed, they kept messing with things. Yep. Doctor Will is back from this for this one. Which is good. Yeah. Um, and they've now basically messed with the genetics to tame all the dinosaurs, more or less. So they're still there, but they have been genetically modified to not be vicious killers who will eviscerate exactly. everyone. And now the park has been up and running for like ten years and has been super successful. Yeah. And the problem is, like any park that's been up for a long time, people are starting to get bored of it. Yep. Yeah. And dinosaurs aren't good enough. They've seen all the dinosaurs. So now they have to start creating new ones to reinvigorate the public. So it's kind of a meta-commentary on the movie sequels in themselves, yeah. even in a way. But, you know, just so now they've genetically modified some dinosaurs, they've created some new dinosaurs, and things go bad quickly.
0: Very, very bad.
1: But so I love this idea of, well, what if Jurassic Park had opened and been really successful? Yeah. You know, and not even it doesn't even have to be a what if, as in let's go. Like, did um, you ever read Hatchet as a kid? I did read did Hatchet. Did you ever read any sequels? i read the
0: first sequel where he had The first semi-sequel? Oh, where he gets rescued and then not rescued?
1: Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a... So for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, there's this, um, or what we're talking about, there's this book series, or this book called Hatchet. When you were a kid, you probably read it in school. My mom read it to me, actually, as a really? young kid, yeah. Um, She's like, this is why you should learn to survive. We read it while camping, probably a bad idea. <laughs> probably why I hate camping. Oh, but a man. kid's on a, like, a prop plane going to visit his dad in, like, Canada somewhere. His parents are divorced. And the pilot has a heart attack, plane crashes, and the kid has to survive like a summer and a fall in the wilderness by himself.
0: And he, he and the whole time it's like,
1: I know winter's coming. I
0: have to prepare for winter. I have to prepare for winter. Coming. And all he's got is it's a hatchet. It's the original Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> and all he's got is a hatchet, so that's why it's called hatchet. And yeah. he's got a couple other things eventually as well. But And so he gets rescued right before winter. Then there's a sequel, I believe called Brian's Winter. I think semi-sequel, so. which is basically... It's the sequel except everything in the book first book happened except the last scene where he gets rescued. Yeah. Or the, you know, the scene where he gets rescued and any like maybe epilogue that happens after that. So, what happened when Brian what would happen if Brian had to survive the, the winter. winter? And then I think the two other sequels follow that. They're basically like, okay, ignore him getting rescued or he did get rescued at he gets rescued at the end of both books spoilers yeah. <laughs> um eventually, but it's basically Maybe it's just... I think it's just Brian... Then there's The River, or Brian's River, or something? Or the I think the it's, Return? It's
0: something... There's something to do with River, I'm pretty sure.
1: There's either three or four books, but he eventually... The, 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 thir- the third book is where it's like a documentarian wants him to recreate what he did, and then things go bad, and he has yeah. to make his way up the river, and then there's, the I think, the fourth book where he basically decides, society sucks... I'm going back and living there as a hermit, basically, in the woods. I will make my own way. Or that's the end of the third book. Not important. The point is, this didn't have to be a what if we redid it. This can be a sequel what if. This can be the, everything fell apart the first time, but they came back, they rebuilt it, and now let's see what happens when they do it for real. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. That's a cool premise. No, it is. And people seem to be doing nothing but crapping all over this trailer, which I don't understand. Because is it the best trailer ever? No. But...
0: It gets me excited. Uh, so, I am I am a f- fan of the franchise.
1: Absolutely. Which I know, which is why I wanted to bring this yeah,
0: up. I understand what they're saying. So, we talked about before, Man of Steel, you didn't care for it, you don't like Superman. But...
1: I, I had problems with it, I liked a lot of stuff in it, but I had very big pacing problems. But with you movie. understand why I the think fans... there was a good movie there. Okay. It just, as it was cut, it wasn't a good movie. But you understand why Superman fans were just like, yes... Well, some were yes, and some were very no. Well,
0: I wonder if it's kind of the same thing. So I'm I'm going to have blinders on, really, for this. I'm going to be like, more dinosaurs, yay! <laughs> um, and
1: but I feel like the people I've been hearing complain the loudest are Jurassic Park fans. Yes, same thing with Let's Superman. Sure. Because and my frustration with it, it does feel so much like the original,
0: just with a couple years removed. So like, what if it had 20? worked? What? Yeah, actually more than that, because the 20th anniversary was like about a year. Like, was it 93? So. Uh, it was It was 92... 90, yeah, it must have been 93. Okay. It must have been 93. About 20 years. Yeah, about 20 years. But the idea is, what if the first one had panned out? Oh, we're having the same problems as the first one, but just a little bit down the road. But it's still the same that's ethical issue of it's man's exactly. hubris. It's the same ethical issue. So, and granted that's been the point throughout all of it, but I wonder
1: if after four movies it needed something different. But it's been nine years or whatever, since the, nine or ten years since the last one. Yeah. Can't we do another one at this point, even if it's similar? I think for the general population, probably yes.
0: But for fans, I don't know. See, I think that's why. Because if you a fan is going to instantly see that and see all the exact parallels of, oh, it's Mantubers, oh, it's this and this is like that, where the general population, nine or ten years later, are going to be able to say, okay, yeah, it's a lot of the same,
1: but I appreciate the differences in it. so, mm. I mean, I think my thing is, like, even if it's even if it was exactly the same, even if it was a remake, which is some new stuff in yeah. there, like, it's still been 20 years, over That's 20 true. years, like, it's time. But I like the fact that they're keeping it in continuity and just...
0: Yeah, no, you know. I, and like I said, I'm excited for it, but I think I see why they're not excited for it.
1: And I don't only because of 2 and 3. Like, you already had a okay movie and a eh movie, yeah. regardless of how we feel about them. You know, isn't it... Time? Like, let's go back to the thing that worked and see if we can and find we'll a new it. spin yeah. on that. You know, I don't know, it's... But the other thing is, what... Like, I could see if you had three great movies, and now a new one, where you're like, eh. What have, What has been Spielberg's last couple movies? Well, this isn't Spielberg. He's exactly producing it. True. Which means he has a name up there, because he owns it. Oh, you know, true. or owns some chunk of it, you know. It's, you know... Oh, his last movie, Spielberg, was, um... We should probably look it up. Well, tell me it was Temple. Like... No, no. That was, like, five or six years ago. Yeah, true. Still wasn't good. But he didn't write that. no. But did you what were your problems with his direction in that movie? That it existed. Yeah, but that's that the, he said, Yes, I'll do this movie like As a favorite of George Lucas. It was, all the problems in there were George Lucas' scripts problems yeah. and, you know, overuse of special effects, which could be attributed to Spielberg or not, I don't know. But anyway, I think we've exhausted uh, the topic of About these say, trailers. Yeah, this has been a three-and-a-half-hour episode. <laughs> it's, so. Well, not quite that long. It's been 2.45 as of the recording. Oh, but, true. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so that was a good, long discussion. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's been it. So, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. This has been Jersey Shore. Have a good week, everybody, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972 798 3830 and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at JordanFRNJersey and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out HHWLOD.com for lots of great content just like it.